Road and Track, the luxury lifestyle magazine for the ultimate automotive enthusiast, is back. Bigger, bolder, and better than ever. The magazine that's been around for over 100 years is now supersized and takes readers on an unforgettable ride with every issue. When you subscribe, you'll receive six double issues a year, unlimited access to digital content, and we'll also send you a signature Road and Track baseball hat for free while supplies last. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash Pandora. We'll start in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of All Steelers Talk. We're your hosts, Noah Strackbine and Donnie Droon, and we are joined by Around the 4-1s to Zachary Smith and Tyler Weeks, a.k.a. Smitty and Beefy. Tyler, we are Smitty, excuse me, I almost just called you Weeks. Thanks for jumping <laughs> on, guys. Appreciate you having you. Hey, whatever. We go hand in hand, so it would have been fine. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same stuff. Partners in crime. It's part of the crime. The Steelers are in OTAs. We got plenty to talk about. And somehow a potential third-string quarterback has taken over headlines for what, what might be a good thing. Dwayne Haskins is a guy that has turned heads at the first week and a half of OTAs. Ben said some great stuff, said he could throw to, through a car wash and it wouldn't get wet. James Washington kind of backed that up and said he does have a pretty strong arm. What are your guys' thoughts on the comments Ben had and what we've seen from Dwayne so far? Uh, can I so can I ask you something before I answer this? I'm I'm literally yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to think back. Have we ever heard Ben say anything like this about Mason Rudolph? Nope. No. No. I've heard like Ben it, say that he didn't want to coach Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. And, and facts. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I've never I, – I don't want to make too much of this, but at the same time, like, to that point, he never was that complimentary of anything in terms of Mason Rudolph's game. Mm-hmm. Um, so for him to come out and give praise at all to Dwayne Haskins, um, I think it's a nice little, you know, feather in the hat for Dwayne Haskins as he tries to, to make the roster here and potentially show that he can be a guy for this team going forward. Um you know, we know what the pedigree that he has, a former 15th overall pick coming out of Ohio State through 50 touchdowns in college. Like, there's something there. And the question is, can he get himself right off of the field to be able to bring the best out of himself? It's gonna, If it's going to happen, a place like Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin is the perfect spot for it to happen. Obviously, with Ben still being here, doesn't have to play right away. Um, again, I don't want to make too much of this, but it's, it's a nice little thing to see. It's a nice uh, mentoring... Uh, little little tidbit, if you will, for, for Ben to come out and say something at all about Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I think whenever Haskins came here for the Steelers, <laughs> it was really low risk, high reward. I never really understood why people had an issue with them bringing him in. I mean, It's not like they were paying him a ton of money. He has to make the team still. And I just think looking at what he was, a first round draft pick, yeah, it didn't work out in Washington, but that history is still there, like Smitty was saying. So just the potential itself and the upside could be good enough. And the, these guys saying these things about him, I think that just goes to show that it's trending in the right direction maybe. And just looking past, say, when Ben retires, if Dwayne Haskins is that guy, it doesn't he doesn't need to be the future, but it's showing signs that he could at least be like a stopgap guy while they do find a future quarterback as well. 
Yeah, I think worst comes to worst, Haskins provides like somewhat of a decent competition to push a guy like Mason Rudolph. Um, I, I think the the kind of drumbeat me and Noah have been begging throughout the entire offseason is that even though with Haskins still being on the roster, it, it's still kind of Mason Rudolph's number two spot. Noah feels a little bit more different. You know, Noah kind of feels that Haskins would be able to push for that number two spot heading the training camp. Uh, but just regardless, I think BC kind of hit the nail on the head that it's a very low risk, high reward situation. And I, I think it's funny, kind of going back to Smitty's point as well, we haven't really heard Big Ben come out and say anything about Mason Rudolph. But then again, I don't think anybody's really asked Ben outside of immediately after Rudolph got drafted what his thoughts were on him. And that, that might be kind of a, hey, like you drafted this guy to replace me, you know, <clears throat> kind of thing. I, I don't know what it is with Ben. But just, just all in all, I, I think everybody should be rooting for Dwayne Haskins to, you know, succeed. And if he succeeds, the Steelers succeed. It, it's a win-win for everybody involved. So the, the hate that he's getting just for being a guy, you know, in a worst-case scenario, a camp arm kind of sucks to see. It, it does. And Dwayne, when it comes to Ben, you, you I kind of – that's what I was thinking from the beginning. Ben has gotten very humble in his old age. He's not this guy throughout his entire career, I feel like. <clears throat> So to, to come out and say these things, I feel like if somebody asked him about Mason, maybe he'd have some good things to say about him now, but Dwayne's the guy anybody cares about. This is the concern, and I don't know how big of a concern it really is. People keep want to, or want to say that Dwayne Haskins isn't athletic. He can't run the football. Obviously, that's very true. He's probably slower than Ben, but does that necessarily mean he can't be a starting quarterback in the NFL? Everybody just keeps saying, oh, you need to be mobile. It's it's the future. You need a mobile quarterback. Well, Mason's not mobile. Ben's not mobile. If we're turning to Josh Dobbs, things are going to go downhill very quickly. Does Dwayne Haskins immediately just rule himself out because he can't run? No. No, I, I don't think so. I, I think because I'm somebody that, that says kind of the same thing in terms of that's the way that the league is trending. Mm -hmm. um towards you know needing to have a mobile guy play quarterback and especially when you look at a guy like matt canada's system that would be the ideal thing is to have some mobility at that position uh if you're somebody that's like look at matt jones was still a first round pick this year exactly. like he's not a mobile guy i just think that if you don't have a mobile quarterback you're really banking on the rest of the pieces of that offense kind of coming together to have the perfect situation for the quarterback the having a mobile quarterback doesn't solve all problems but it gives you more leeway because they're able to create for themselves a little bit more than a guy that's not mobile will do. And I think that that's really the answer to all this. I agree. But the Steelers are a team that might have those pieces. I mean, if they could keep Juju long-term, which looks likely yep. chase Deontay, James Washington is probably gone, but you could replace him pretty easy. Eric Ebron is here for at least another season, if not longer, Pat Fryermuth looks pretty good. The offensive line is young, Najee Harris. I mean, if anybody has the keys to to put around a quarterback who can't do much, I feel like it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's a talented receiving core. You know, when you look at that receiving core, what we can say right now is potential. They got to clean up the yeah. drops. I think Chase Claypool has to get better year two at the catch point. You know, it really doesn't make sense how bad he was last year in contested catch situations. Um, you mentioned James Washington. He is just a guy, but for a fourth receiver, I, I think that he's a pretty solid fourth receiver. Um, you know, so I think that there are so many elements of this offense that do make life easier for a quarterback, as long as Randy Fickner is not the offensive coordinator, which is why I'm so excited to see what the changes look like. And yeah, I mean, it, depending on how this offensive line is, I think that's the one big question mark. Depending on the play of the offensive line, it could be a very desirable uh, spot for for the next quarterback, whether that be Rudolph Haskins or somebody outside of the organization right now. 
Definitely. Tyler, Donnie, does Dwayne have a chance? I think he has a chance. I, I don't think I, I know the NFL is trending towards quarterbacks being more mobile. Not not just like a Lamar Jackson mobile where you're literally having a running back play quarterback. Uh where it, it's it's guys like a Patrick Mahomes where yes, he's a pocket passer, but whenever he's outside of the pocket and he has to run to get a first down or something, he's very comfortable doing so. So I, I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is like tech, really like that guy, but I do think he's comfortable enough to be able to move a little bit. And it's, it doesn't really matter if his arm is able to work out with the weapons that Pittsburgh has. And like Smitty was saying, if the offensive line is great, your quarterback doesn't really have to be that mobile. And I think the addition of Najee Harris to the, the Steelers would help whatever quarterback is back there with not having to be mobile as well with pass protection. And I, I just think the running and, and drop-off element that Najee Harris would bring to his Steelers would help any quarterback. Definitely. And I, I feel like all things aside, the one kind of like point to drive home, especially with the young quarterbacks in the NFL, is they have to, you know, fully grasp whatever system they're in. So Haskins succeeding in Pittsburgh would largely depend on how well he's able to pick up an offense like like Matt Canada's. So after we get, you know, you know, his checkdowns, his schemes, you know, his, his play calling, all of that stuff, after we get all the mental attributes checked off, then we can kind of uh, start to worry about whether or not he's able to make things happen on the fly. And I know a lot of plays in the NFL, whenever they break down, it's left up to exactly just that, you know, your ability as a playmaker, no matter what position you're playing at, you know, in order to kind of make things up on the go. So um, I, I think Haskins, you know, as soon as he, he gets settled with his feet in Pittsburgh, I think he'll end up being fine. I mean, he said that he's in the, the best shape of his life, but I feel like we hear that for every player, every offseason, regardless of, you know, kind of, you know, how they're coming in. Uh, but no, we got like a plethora of questions in the chat, which is really cool to see. We do have a couple of questions. We'll get to them in a minute. I, I just want to give my opinion on this. The Steelers, I think the biggest thing for Dwayne Haskins right now in the mobile quarterback situation is Ben Roethlisberger is still here and they're going to design this new Matt Canada offense around Big Ben. But there's so many pieces that it's it's not like Ben's going to be here and then next season if he leaves – they're just going to change everything for a new quarterback. What they're going to do is take everything that they know because Najee Harris, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, all these guys have just learned this playbook, and they're going to transfer it to whoever comes in here next. If that's a mobile quarterback, you have to change a lot of things. If it's not an, a mobile quarterback, you basically just give Ben's job to whoever's next. Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins fits that mold. We'll start at the bottom of these questions for a couple that jumped in here because it, it sticks with the theme that we're talking about. Why does no one seem to think that Josh Dobbs can succeed? I I just I don't think that I don't think that Josh Dobbs can't succeed. I just don't think that he has, and I think he's in a tough situation with two quarterbacks ahead of him that are just as good, if not better. I think his best asset really has nothing to do with his what he actually does during the game of football with his body. Like yeah. I think it's all up here. I think above the neck, he's as good as it gets in the league, and that's why he's going to be in the league for a long time as part of somebody's quarterback room, whether that's in Pittsburgh or somewhere else. He's like another coach mm -hmm. for a team. Um, you know, and, and again, getting back to like Ben giving Dwayne Haskins praise, we really haven't heard much about Mason Rudolph. Even Josh Dobbs has earned praise at times from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you can go back to just like he, he gave him a credit for drawing up that play that James Washington scored a touchdown on against Cleveland. Um, you know, he said that Josh Dobbs saw something, told it to him very next play. 
there was exactly what Josh Dobbs thought was going to happen. So I think that, you know, when it comes to Dobbs, he's a good athlete. And I think that that's why he's the guy on the roster that would probably, they would use to like emulate Lamar Jackson and such in practice. And he's also an asset in that way. Um, you know, and he's a good guy to have in the locker room, but I, I don't see him as a future number one quarterback. Um, I think he'll be, like I said, be around a long time as a number two or three on a roster. And it's just because of, you know, the way that he sees the game more than the, the way that he plays it. Yeah, I, I think that the thing that he has over the two, obviously, is his mobility when it comes to his play on the field. But mm-hmm. besides that, I don't really think there's much argument that Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins are better in the passing department, which, I mean, at the end of the day, especially for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is the main thing. How are you as a passer? And if you're not going to beat out those two, I just it's not that I don't want you to see it. I just don't think you're going to. Yeah, and, and that's not just the Steelers. That's kind of, you know, how things are still in the NFL. You know, granted, I know Speedy said that the league is training towards more mobile quarterbacks, but you still need to be able to make those kind of throws once you do get out of trouble. Yes, Josh Dobbs is phenomenal. He, he's the the best Steelers quarterback in the quarterback room when it comes to using his legs and extending the play. It's everything before and after that is the reason Josh Dobbs really hasn't taken a considerable step to being the number two quarterback in Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, I, I, I hate to use one game against him, but what we saw a little bit in Oakland against the Raiders wasn't really, you know, ideal. Um, the stuff he showed in preseason wasn't nearly ideal. I mean, we're talking about a guy who got cut last year. Um, excuse me. Um, who got cut from the active roster last year, you know, made his way to Jacksonville and then made his way back. I mean, um, it, it's the, the Steelers obviously don't think very, very highly of him. They, they think highly enough of him to bring him back into the quarterback room, which is, you know, valuable. But if, if he was really as good as everybody's making him out to be, the Steelers wouldn't have let him walk in preseason to begin with. I agree. I think that's the, if Josh Dobbs has potential, I'm with Smitty. I think he's the smartest guy on the team by <laughs> far. And if you, you could use that to some degree, I don't understand. In my opinion, we the Steelers shouldn't have hired Mike Sullivan and just gave Josh Dobbs the job <laughs> and it would have worked out. Um, but it kind of goes into this next question that we have, you know, which quarterback is be- best for preparation? And that is still Josh Dobbs. I mean, you're in an AFC North that has Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. You, you go on the road and you're going to play guys like Aaron Rodgers, who is mobile. You want Josh Dobbs there to simulate these guys. You don't want – I mean, Mason Rudolph definitely isn't it, and Dwayne Haskins is less mobile than Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Mahomes, Josh Allen. I mean, you go down the list of who – Russell Wilson. Play. Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I mean, and, that, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, when I talk about the mobility of these guys, it's not because, like, the league is forcing that to happen or anything like that. It's just human evolution. Guys on both sides of the football, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. Like that's the way that these things happen. And it's happening at the same time. Also at the quarterback position, these guys are getting faster and that's, you know, they're adding that element to these offenses. So yeah, if there's a guy in this room right now, that's going to be very valuable throughout practice during the week, when it comes to the quarterback room, it's Josh Dobbs for me, by the way, shameless plug, great interview on around the corner too with Josh Dobbs. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about how smart he is. By far, the smartest person we've ever talked to. Oh, I yeah. don't know. What I mean, he's a rocket scientist. That. How do you like? Who do you compare that to? <laughs> Half these guys didn't finish school. I mean, no, and that's nothing against anybody, but the rocket scientist. <laughs> To, yeah. to obviously performance because you know you, you want to see the the best quarterback not named Ben Roethlisberger be the, the number two guy but if if you have a guy who can run the offense and knows the playbook better than almost anybody in the quarterback room I think he's got to be the number two guy you know whether that's you know Rudolph or maybe even Haskins or Dobbs you know I'm not totally sure 
But I, I think a very overrated aspect of it, especially with Matt Canada going into year one of the system where, you know, nobody's super duper familiar with what, you know, exclusively he wants to do with the offense. And it, it'll be tough. And, you know, it's just kind of um, the hit the chat really quick. Uh, the Steelers do actually have four preseason games this year. Uh, the Hall of Fame game um, it counts as the, the first one. And then they have the three normal preseason games as well. And then just kind of if they're going to be keeping four quarterbacks, Mike Tomlin's never kept four quarterbacks on the active roster. So you, you do have to think one of those guys will, you know, find themselves at least on the practice squad if they, if they, if they excuse me, don't get picked up on waivers. And I'm iffy on that. I've asked that question to myself and other people a couple of times. The four quarterbacks thing doesn't make any sense, but who do you get rid of? Because like Smitty said, Josh Jobs provides the best mind to have to the group to, especially in a new offense, when you're trying to learn things, you want somebody that's smart, but you're not going to get rid of Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph unless you trade one of them. And you don't know what one you want to be Ben's successor yet. So you don't trade any of them. I, It's weird. I get it. Mike Tomlin's never kept four quarterbacks. If he's ever going to, I think right now makes total sense. I think that they kind of have to hope Dobbs sneaks through through waivers to be put on the practice mm-hmm. squad. I think so too, but and I think he will. I don't think that. I th- I think that once those cuts come, Josh Dobbs is a middle of the pack guy, and if you're not somebody who realizes what he brings off the field, which a lot of teams probably don't know, then you could easily he could easily slide through all 32 teams in 24 hours. If if Todd Haley or Randy Feekner were in the NFL with somebody with a different organization, Josh Dobbs would be picked up for sure on waivers. Well, 100%. If, if Todd Haley or Randy Feekner were in the NFL <laughs> with another organization, I would feel real bad for that organization. So and Josh Dobbs. All right. Getting away from quarterbacks. Donnie Droon, our Donnie Droon, talked to a couple AFC North writers on their thoughts on the Steelers and what the team is looking at their teams are looking at when they look at the Pittsburgh Steelers comments were not great some were okay Donnie we'll let you take it away what what did they have to say yeah I, I was really curious to see um what these guys thought of the the reigning AFC North champions you know I know it's been kind of a, a weird wacky offseason for the Steelers not really conventional in any um you know sense of imagination but you know we're, we're past free agency we're past NFL draft the the core team that everybody in the AFC North has right now is going to be the teams they carry into the regular season uh, so I was curious so I, I I was able to talk to um you know uh, the guys covering the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns, and kind of a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, the uh, the Ravens beat writer, uh, Todd Karpovich, I don't know yep. if I said his name right, um, phenomenal guy, by the way, uh, said, quote, the Ravens will be looking for a measure of, of revenge against the Steelers after being swept in the season series in 2020. However, however, Baltimore is missing nine starters, including quarterback Lamar Jackson in a 19-14 loss at Heinz Field. Uh, both the Steelers and Ravens will be stopped defensively, so both games could hinge on which team protects, protects excuse me, the ball better. And then it kind of alludes to Lamar Jackson's 2-2 record against the Steelers, three touchdowns and five interceptions overall against the Steelers. Um, I, I feel like Baltimore didn't get a whole lot better in the offseason, though. Smitty, I'll let you start we've that had, one. We've had that con- we had that conversation on here when we came on with Noah. I mean, like, if anything, I expect the Browns to take a leap and the Ravens to take a step back. Like, I feel like as long as the Steelers stay healthy, because I same thing I said on here before, like, I'm fine with where the Steelers are at with their starters. I think their lack of depth is really my concern from the 2020 to the 2021 team. Um, 
but if everybody stays healthy, I still think the Steelers are legit in the AFC North. And it's like, you look at the Ravens, everything that they lost in their answer for replacing it was Alejandro Villanueva. I mean, that video that they put up today, I swear to God, I thought it was a slow motion video, like supposed to be that way. Um, I just, I am not, I am not sold on him having anything left in the tank. I mean, you know, hats off to what he did in Pittsburgh, but. What did I, he I do in Pittsburgh? What is he, he was Pittsburgh. I'm not he an was in the tunnel. Defender. He stood in the tunnel. That's what He's, he did. Like what? He made two Pro Bowls on years. Not, where yeah, I don't even. Must I don't even not take, have been good. He played left tackle anything. when no one else could. That's, that's what a, when no one else. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, Smitty. I'm sorry. No, no that's all. I was. I was. In, I'm, I don't take Pro Bowls into consideration with this stuff. I think that those are crap. But I think that I'm just saying he was on some pretty good Steelers teams as the most important position on the offensive line. Was he very good? No, especially these last couple of years. He also, you know, was a very controversial figure at times. Um, but just from a football standpoint, let's let's just get back to football here. I don't think that there's much left in the tank. And for the Ravens, you know, for him to be the answer for them losing Orlando Brown Jr., I'm I don't see it. He's an upgrade. But Tyler, what are you thinking? I just don't think the Ravens are in any position to talk down to the Steelers at this point. Like, yeah, the, they swept them last year. The Steelers did. I don't really think that the Steelers will do that again. At least I don't expect that. Um, I, I always expect at least just one and one against the Ravens. But like Smitty was saying, they didn't really put themselves in a position to improve their team that drastically. And whenever you look at the, just versus the Steelers, you just look at Lamar's stats in his games versus the Steelers. Out of the teams in the NFC North, he always plays the Steelers the worst. So how, as a Ravens fan, yeah, can you feel confident against the Steelers whenever you're Josh quarterback? Dobbs in practice. That's it. That's At one point, it was Christian something from the middle of nowhere. I remember when they had Barrett on the roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they brought Barrett on the same year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whoever could just run the fastest. So that's Josh Dobbs. Now, I mean, I'm sure the, maybe they'll just give it to Anthony McFarlane, just say snap mm-hmm. the ball. Throw it up to Julio, whoever's trying to play Julio Jones. You know what, too? Real quick, uh, just with the Ravens, I, I didn't love their draft. I mean, Rashad no. Bateman was a player that I loved, but, like, for that for that team, I'm not sure that I love it. Jason Owe, he's – I mean, that's a, a, pro, that's a project. That's a project. Yeah. I mean, and they need immediate impact with everything that they lost on the edge. So, yeah. I'm not a fan of the Ravens. I mean, just like everybody else, I think that – they took a step backwards, but I also think the Steelers took a step backwards. I think that everybody else outside of the Browns somehow didn't really get that much better. Um, but at the same time, it's it's the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm never going to walk into a season and say the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to lose two games to the Ravens. Just like I'm not going to do that with the Browns or the Bengals. I could say all three of them could be split. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, whether he wants to admit it or not, the Steelers have Lamar's number. If, you, if you're two and two against Lamar Jackson, that's pretty good, considering two years ago he won MV, he won NFL MVP. Do they can they pull it off this year? I don't know. And you know, I'll ask this question in a little bit, but I think the Baltimore Ravens have a shot to be the fourth team in the AFC North more than they have a shot to be the first team in the AFC North. <clears throat> Donnie, that's uh Let's go on. No, I, I, sorry, well, no. I, I was listening to the gospel. Right let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the let's My go man Bengals next. Save the Browns for the last one. The Browns. Oh, oh, I was. Oh, I was. Right, yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So moving on. Um, James Rapin. Is that how you say his name? I think so. Okay. Um, another really good guy. Very good at what he does. 
Um, I, I talked to him about the Bengals and what they expect out of the Steelers this year. It's just kind of talking about the the whole Steelers Bengals matchup. Um, kind of a, a good outlook on Pittsburgh. He said, quote, the Steelers have the coaching advantage and Ben Roethlisberger might be underrated at this point with the way some of the national media are talking about the future Hall of Famer. Overall, I think the Bengals Steelers should be entertaining and competitive this season, which hasn't been the case in recent years. Uh, the trio of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd should give their star quarterback plenty of options in passing game, adding the health of Joe Mixon, and Cincinnati should at least be able to compete with Pittsburgh. Um, so a, a little bit higher remarks coming from the Bengals. I mean, we're talking about a team who had the number five overall pick in last year's draft. You know, I, I don't think they're going to go from worst to first in a span of one year, especially after kind of refusing to neglect um, a, a big portion of why Joe Burrow went down so early with the ACL tear last year, which was his offensive line and his general protection. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about when you're talking about the Bengals, at least on paper. No, not I mean, Tyler, I'll let you start this off. Oh, I mean, for me, I think the Bengals definitely improved. To personally, I just don't think they improved in the spot I would have liked them to improve. If I'm a Bengals fan, whenever I look at the picture and I see Joe Burrow's knee and the scar on that knee, I would not draft Jamar Chase. I totally get why they did, but that would not have been my pick. However, I do think they improved. That is another weapon for him. It's a it's a familiar weapon for him, which I'm sure he's going to like. So yeah, I think the games will be more fun with Cincinnati, but. I just can't put stock in it. They're just there. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the Adi Zero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today.